purposely or not, you have once again found your way to Fangraphs Audio. I am Carson Sestouli, Fangraphs contributor. About a week ago now, Matt Clausen wrote an article entitled Fit for Hitters, Defense Independent Offense, or DO. This is Matt Clausen's attempt to apply the things we know about fielding independent pitching to hitting. Not necessarily as an attempt to come up with a definitive statistic, but at least as an attempt to highlight what the problems might be of a defense-independent batting statistic. We also have Matthew Carruth on the show. Matthew, along with Graham Mackery, is the co-proprietor of StatCorner.com, and it's on that site that you can find a stat known as TRA, a, uh, a run-allowed stat that uses uh, batted ball information to help us gain a greater understanding of a pitcher in a luck-neutral context. Matthew Carruth discusses his trials and errors with a luck-neutral offensive statistic, and also suggests ways we might come up with a better luck-neutral offensive statistic. That and more on this episode of Fangraphs Audio. Welcome to another edition of Fangraphs Audio. I am Carson Sestouli. Along with me on the pod today is a voice with which the listener will already be familiar. You may know him as Devil Fingers. He's contributed to Driveline Mechanics. He's a contributor to Fangraphs and Fangraphs Audio. His name is Matt Clausen. Hey. Now, Matt, you will be Clausen today because the other gentleman joining us is a is a gentleman who is the co-editor, co-proprietor of Lookout Landing and uh, also co-proprietor of Stat Corner. He contributes to the Hardball Times, and his name is Mr. Matthew Carruth. Matthew, how are you, sir? I'm good. All right, well, good. So you are Carruth today, and Matt Clausen, you're Clausen. Is that all right? I've got it written on my left hand. Okay, yep. that's good. You, you will remember. Now, the reason we're here today, the reason we're here is uh, to go back to a post, Clausen, that you uh, put up at Fangraphs, I guess it's a little over a week now. And yeah, February 23. Yeah, February 23. There it is right there. And you call it Fit for Hitters, question mark, Defense Independent Offense. And this was a, a sort of, I guess, an attempt on your part, not necessarily to come out with a definitive um, luck neutral, we could call luck neutral stat, or defense independent hitting stat, but just to kind of play around with a fit for hitters type of metric, and I think with a, you know, fully acknowledging its weaknesses. So I was hoping if you might go through, you know, why you decided to post it, what you found while doing it, and then the limitations that it sort of brought up for you. Yeah, well, it came up uh, earlier this year when I was working on some posts on three true outcome leaders and trailers, three, three true outcomes for our listeners being the walk, strikeout, and the home run. And, you know, I know that uh, I, I'm a bit a bit old-fashioned when it comes I mean, I still have affection for those guys. I mean, I know with the advent of uh, more advanced fielding stats and, and, and things like that, that you realize that maybe Adam Dunn isn't the culmination of, of baseball of all time. I still enjoy that kind of hitter anyway, and uh, uh, at least writing about them. When I was uh, going through that, I thought, you know what? I wonder if we could just estimate a fit for each of these guys because the same basic components, um, you mess with it. And then I promptly forgot about it. But there's a, I had a little back and forth uh, on Twitter with uh, J.D. Sussman. Yeah. I think he started a new site called Bullpen Banter, by the way. It's, it looks really good. Anyway, so I basically did it. Simple enough. You just take, take the same formula, which uh, multiplies its home runs times 13 plus... Bases on balls times three, uh, or, or walks, as the kids say, minus strikeouts times two. And then all that's divided by uh, uh, innings pitched for hitters. And then plus a certain factor to, to 
but on the same scale as league ERA for that year. Or RA, which I wish people would do, but that's just me. Anyway, so it's so simple enough. All I did was take the same factors. You can add in hit-by-pitches and eliminate intentional balls. And then I had, took the outs made at the plate and used that and divided that by three to get innings pitched. Anyway, and that put it on sort of a same scale as uh, runs allowed. And that was basically it. The idea was to uh, uh, to see where it led. And I thought it would sort of be on the same scale as uh, Bill James, uh, I think, created this old set. He uh, Based on his older uh, version of run created called runs created every 27 outs. Oh, yeah, right. Where he yeah. Take, so he'd take that number of absolute runs created and then divide it by the number of outs the hitter made. Well, I'm curious. I'm, yeah, I'm, looking, then, at the, uh, I'm looking at the leaderboard right now. And... Yeah. The you know the top six is Pujols, Fielder, Adrian Gonzalez, A Rod, Carlos Pena, Adam Dunn. No surprises. Uh, the bottom five, I guess it is, is uh, Betancourt, Michael Bourne, Randy Wynn, Christian Guzman, Emilio Bonifacio, and none of those are surprising, um, except for the fact that maybe Michael Bourne gets some. So it, you know infield hits, but it looks like you have roughly captured this. You know the the better and the worse hitters, which is a good first step. But I'm wondering, you know. With something like Michael Bourne, who probably gets a lot of infield hits, is that something that you expected, and is that something that you feel like could be, you know, could be fixed, or is it just an inherent flaw? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. We're talking about four. I guess I could, uh, as as a as a somebody suggested, I thought about is just like we have XFIP, which regresses their uh, home run fly ball rate, I think, uh, all the way to league average. That I could do an XDO. Uh, because uh, anything with an X in front of it is based out with a, tiny, a small X in front of it is a hundred times more awesome. But I kind of figured it would do this. I mean, the thing is, I did this uh, uh, runs created above average and compared it to uh, Wobble runs above average, which is just linear weights above average that we have on fan graphs, uh, and and it matched up surprisingly well, which isn't a surprise because the thirteenth, the the the, the uh, which you multiply each factor by in FIP when Tontaine created it, is just based on the relative linear weights of the home run, the walk, and the strikeout. Right. Uh, and so, you know, for Pujols, it was almost an exact match, which was strange, because the guy has a really high batting average. Uh, but then it would overvalue guys, uh, power hitters, like Fielder, Teixeira, and Dunn, uh, and, and Gonzalez. Uh, and, and it overvalued Adam Dunn by a lot, uh, relative to uh, traditional linear weights. And it really undervalued guys like uh, Joe Maurer, by about uh, uh, 15 runs, and Ichiro by about by by 25 runs. Right. You know, according uh, it, this is for for 2009, and that wasn't unexpected, right? Because and 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 the big difference is, I mean, it was an interesting experiment. It was fun to do, but it, what I thought is, is is because FIP was fit for fit for pitchers <laughs> was created because uh, pitchers really don't have control over balls in play behind them. You know, it could vary widely for year to year, but that just isn't true for hitters. Right. Right. Uh, Ichiro uh, gets a lot, gets on base a lot on ground balls because he's fast. Yeah. Now listen. Well, I want to because you you mentioned that um, any stat with an X in front of it is uh, automatically good. I think that pretty much any stat with a small T in front of it uh, is pretty good. And Matthew Carruth, that's something you know about. You and uh, Mr. Graham Macquarie over at Stack Corner. Uh, have done some work with what I guess you guys call true runs allowed. That's a stat you do for pitchers. Maybe if, if you would talk just briefly about how TRA is different than than FIP or XFIP, and then maybe we can use that to, as a jumping off point for a hitting stat too. Sure, but first a quick correction: the T actually doesn't stand for true. Oh no! Yeah. What does it stand? Although for? to be it, to be fair, it doesn't actually stand for anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it just sounds good. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you, we can keep calling it true, whatever, but... Yeah, true. I, that is what most people assume that it meant, but we actually never wrote that anywhere, and we just kind of left it at TRA. So that's funny. And so it's like, it's like uh, Harry Truman's middle initial. Right. Yeah. The other thing before Truman. I, Truman runs a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> before uh, I get into TRA, I did... One thing that kind of irks me, uh, Klaus, and you were talking about running through the, the FIT formula and we get to the the walks times three, and the problem is it's you know it's slightly more complicated than that. It's it's walks plus hit by pitch minus intentional walks. Yeah, yeah. And I wish we could come up with a phrase that encapsulate encapsulates that. I use some, I sometimes I call it like free passes, but I really think I wish like the internet community we would we'd get behind like a phrasing that describes walks plus hit by pitches minus intentional walks because I think that's an important grouping yeah it comes into play a lot with with Woba with FIP all those sort of things to you know because hit by pitches is is, it's somewhat of a skill you know probably about as much of a skill as as drawing a walk is although not and not as much as intentional walks so don't tell Jason Kendall (laughs) yeah maybe we could get uh, Barack Obama uh, maybe (laughs) to work on this uh, he's not doing anything well, else, right? No, I, mean, I know. Yeah. Well, they, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we should. He's, he's still got to figure out the BCS thing. Oh, right, right. <laughs> you know, he's got to take care of the important things first. There's a BCS. lot on that guy's plate. There's a lot on that guy's plate. Okay, and so Tiger Woods. So and whether, then, then, then the free pass thing. Whether it stands for for true or nothing, uh, <laughs> what's going on with TRA? How's that different than FIP? And then you know, again, how we might consider that in terms of a hitting stat. Right. So. Uh, I don't think I need to reiterate what FIP is. Clawson did that pretty well. But so what TRA does is kind of adds in. So FIP it assumes it just kind of ignores batted balls. Any information about a batted ball, it just ignores it. Or a ball in play, I guess I should say, since it doesn't account for home runs. And while that's fine, it's it does what it's supposed to do. It's defined as fielding independent pitching. And I think people that, that level criticisms at FIP aren't really getting the point of it. Uh, there is information in those batted ball sort of splits that I think is useful. Namely, that we know that a pitcher's ground ball rate is not randomly fluctuating. It, it stabilizes pretty quickly. It's, and it's an important part of keeping rid of home runs, uh, knocking down extra base hits, that sort of thing. And so what TRA does, essentially, is takes the same sort of basis as FIP, but adds in information on the batted balls, uh, their types. So if you wanted to kind of keep it simple, you would have it, it, you have a linear weight value for the home runs, the walks, the strikeouts, but also for ground balls, fly balls, bunts, line drives, and pop-ups. Well, so, we, so we have those things, right? And I know that, and I think we have the, on the fan graphs, we have the, the TERA stat, right? Which is the... Right. Uh, so Just the RA divided by uh, 0.9, or... Multiplied by 0.92. Right, right, to put it on the, yeah. the ERA scale, which is fine, and I'm sure that some people, I know some people have level criticism on that. Even Clausen seems like, you know, is interested in having it on a runs allowed system. But, you know, for the sake of convenience, I guess, you know, we have a TRA, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, what you're saying too, though, in addition, because I know that, um, you know, when I see Albert Pujols hit a line drive, that might be different than seeing David Eckstein hit a line drive. Um, you know, or especially with, with ground balls, uh, 
you know, Jack Cust hitting a ground ball is different than Ichiro hitting a ground ball. So how does that how does that inform why why doesn't it affect TRA or even FIP or XFIP? And then but then what happens uh, when it, when we try and apply that to hitters? Right. So that's that's what's nice about modeling a pitching stat around this is that pitchers face all kinds of batters. And thanks to the large sample of batters that they face and all different types, we can pretty much just assume that over the course of the season or however many, you know, large enough sample that they that they face that they will face a representative sample of all types of hitters. So while you know, a ground ball from Ichiro Suzuki is different than a ground ball from Carlos Pena. From a pitcher's perspective, they're probably going to face Ichiro Suzuki as often as Carlos Pena, you know, generally. Right, right. So what happens is that we can, for pitchers, we can use basically just league average rates on ground balls, on line drives, on fly balls, etc. And it works out. Now there's, I mean, there's going to be some overfitting there or underfitting but for the most part I mean if you if you got rid of the assumption that pitchers faced a, a normal distribution of hitters you'd be getting into a pretty heavy amount of calculation in order to figure out exactly the distribution of you know good ground ball hitters that the pitcher uh, faced versus you know it, I don't know there's It'd be something that'd probably be mathematically just... It'd be way too much effort. So, it works <laughs> yeah, for pitchers. I, Go ahead, yeah. Klaus. Sorry, no, can I, uh, can jump in, I want to jump in here, because I think... Well, I mean, one could say, well, I'd be more precise that way, but the truth is, there are a lot of things. Uh, it, it, there's a similarity with uh, park adjustments, even just for run-value park adjustments, like we use on, on fan graphs. And, uh, you can use a lot of places where you're adjusting your linear weights or your uh, uh, pitching stats or whatever. You could park adjust uh, each event or for each uh, number of innings or batters faced or plate appearances in each separate park, but we don't do that, right? We come up with the actual, we take the park factor for the home park and we just average it with league average to get the park right. adjustment. And and uh, I don't know it's a similar thing. I mean, if you really think it's, I, it just isn't throwing things off that much. I don't know. It, it, we're doing basically. I'm just I thought it was an interesting parallel. Uh, to what to what Matthew and Matthew and Grant do is is that it's uh, we already do that kind of thing with with yeah. park adjustments and nobody makes complaints about that. Sorry, I just thought that was it. No, that's a good yeah, it's a good parallel. Um, the problem with hitters when we it, we can't use the same logic for hitters because you know hitters do control their ground ball or not their ground balls but their their batted ball types. Hitters control the way they they try to hit. So you know Ichiro can can overcome his lack of power by being fast. And he can overcome, you know, the traditional kind of difficulty in in getting on base when you don't have as much power by utilizing that speed to hit more ground balls, specifically more ground balls the other way. As um, I can't remember who just wrote that a couple of days ago about Ichiro's opposite. Yeah, I think maybe Jack Moore was. Uh, that yeah. was Jack Moore. Yeah. Um, so exactly that. You know, Ichiro knows he has this advantage with his speed, and he's able to tailor his hitting approach to take advantage of well that advantage but and so when you when you're looking at it you know uh, as i mentioned a ground ball from Ichiro is different than a ground ball from carlos pena and the problem with using exactly a fip approach or and this is similar i think to um uh, clausen's dio use with uh, or has some similarities with with props is that it kind of assumes that a ground ball from a hitter is the same no matter what right 
and that's just uh, you know it's it's a decent starting point, but we're, we're missing a little bit, or we're missing a, too much information there. When well, we do that. so now I'm curious. I know the, I, I seem to have caught wind of this, uh, but I don't know much about it. But I think that you might be working on you know to try and attempt something like a luck neutral stat for hitting or a I don't know what you called it a luck a luck neutral or defense independent hitting, and I'm wondering what the state is on that right now, and I'm wondering uh, you know uh, where it's going. And Clausted, as he's talking, I, I invite you to uh, ask questions as well because you yeah. probably uh, will have a smarter idea than me. I don't know about that, but I'll ask questions anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. Right. Well, the idea because I mean, props has been around for a while, and the criticisms of props have been around for just as long, and it's something I've been thinking about off and on and. Uh, I actually had the formula or the basic idea for for what I was going to do written out as early as uh, about the middle of the 08 season, and I just never got around to it because one of the things uh, that I needed was a very specific structure of data in order to to do this, and I never had it. And uh, I finally went around and, and started building that database this winter. So what I'm hoping to do is roll it out pretty soon. Uh, I need to free up some time in order to get some coding done. But basically what it is is props plus the addition of instead of regressing the batted balls towards the league average, regress it towards the player's average. Mm. So if you were to, for example, if you're looking at uh, Ichiro Suzuki and you're looking at his 2009 season, instead of saying, okay, well, he hit this many ground balls, this many fly balls, this many line drives, et cetera, et cetera. And here's the league average, batting average on ball and play on each of those, and they go for doubles this often and triples this often, home runs this often, et cetera. Now let's build an OPS out of that. I say, well, let's look at, you know, here's here's how many ground balls he hit, and here's how many ground balls, or he's hit this many ground balls. And over the his last, say, um, 600 ground balls that Ichiro Suzuki has hit, here's how often they've gone for a single, a double, a triple, a home run, an out, or whatever. And then regress his 2009 rate of hits on ground balls towards those figures rather than towards the league figures. So it kind of, what it basically is doing is regressing towards the context we have for the hitter itself. Now, I don't do much programming, um, and, I, and I quite frankly, I don't know that much about it, but that seems to be a bit of a if I may be blunt, a pain in the ass. Is that true? It was, and, and this is why it's taken me so long to do it. For a good year, I tried to, to figure it out with my existing data, and there was just no there was no easy way to do it. So I basically had to rebuild some databases from scratch in order to be able to access that sort of information quickly in order to build this stat. And uh, now it's pretty, now that I have the data model set up, it's not actually too difficult. Can, yeah, can I can I ask a question? Because this is this is mm-hmm. interesting to me because something we talked about. Uh, I mean, all this defense independent pitching stuff, and, and then comes out of uh, <laughs> defense independent pitching stuff. But that's sort of right. what props. JC Bradbury's props, which can still be found at the Harbaugh Times, uh, comes out of is 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 dips theory. But I think one of the ambiguities of it, and this comes up both in uh, I think discussions of different defense independent pitching stats, and also in props, uh, which is is a uh, it's short for uh, the acronym for predictive OPS is to what extent is the, what, what is it doing? Is it just neutralizing luck? Is it supposed to be predictive? Uh, and that's why and I'm curious about that, uh, Matthew. When you 
when you talk about regressing it to the hitter's past performance, how does this whatever whatever you're gonna call it uh, mm-hmm. differ from just a a projection? Uh, Marcel taking it something like a Marcel's uh, taking into account uh, batted ball types. I mean, what would be the intent or I don't know what I'm. So is the idea is it? Are you trying to predict how he's gonna do going forward or how he should have done in the past or are those roughly the same thing? In a sense, they are roughly the same thing, but really the focus on on this one. I actually have. And I have a second stat kind of built off of that as well. But the idea behind what I just outlined is is more about a retroactive look. It's saying, for the sticking with the example I gave, it would be about saying, okay, well, if Ichiro Suzuki, you know, had the same sort of balls in play, everything the same, and he and he repeated that season, I don't know, you know, ten times, fifteen times, whatever. Yeah. What would be probably his average woba? Out of those ten or fifteen seasons, like that's the kind of the idea that I had in mind was like that's the question that I wanted to kind of answer. So it's not so much a projection. A projection would probably take those inputs yeah. and then say, okay, well then then you need to start factoring things like aging curves. Yeah, you know, projections is a much different animal, and you know, just general yeah. variation year to year, et cetera. Yeah, and so then you'd also have to then you'd have to regress also to some sort of population other than the player himself. Right, yeah. Then you would have to, you know, you'd factor in things like what's the year-to-year correlation on, you know, hits on ground balls because yeah, Ichiro's not gonna, Ichiro's not gonna stay Ichiro every year. There's yeah, you do you do need to regress toward the league average at some point. Well, that's except where projecting ex- would go. Except in. in our hearts, year to year, I think <laughs> it stays the same. Am I right? Amongst his fans, at least. Yeah, that's right. And his enemies. Who are Ichiro's enemies? I don't know. I don't know. American League pitchers. <laughs> I think he's trying to broadcasters s- who can't pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> is that a shot? No, no, that wasn't. That, <laughs> that, that, that actually, it comes up more often than you would expect, or more often than I expect. But I, I live in Seattle, so and I guess I just I'm always surprised that it's. Uh, is it the home guys? No, it's never the home guys. It's always uh, it's listening to other broadcasts when the when the Mariners are on the road for the most part. So I'm Thank so so I'm curious uh, so we have a, well first of all do you have a uh, do you have a name for this thing and is it I hope it's a sweet acronym it better be. <laughs> <laughs> well internally which is just me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been just calling it uh, Woba R because at its heart what it is 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 regressing a player a player's Woba to his kind of own you know last 3 years of data. So it's I don't know not too sexy but yeah, I think Wobar, it'll work though. Yeah, Wobar. Wobar. We can we can make this a contest. Yeah, yeah. It could be a fan graphs or uh, maybe a stat corner contest. I don't want to infringe on anybody's uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, what that would. Be, what, could be, what could be the thrilling prize? Likely. Well, I don't know. Um, you're the free nerdiest. Free. The nerdiest person there is. A free <laughs> you one year subscription to Fan Graphs podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. You, you could have your name. Uh, Announced on the on the podcast. Uh, on the podcast, yeah, some that, publicity. That's the sort of thing that uh, we could offer. So that's pretty exciting. And so, how is it going to stand up? You know, from from what you've noticed so far, like how well does it? And I'm not even sure necessarily the 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 question I'm asking, but so we know that XFIP and uh, TRA or TERA that they have um, a pretty great correlation, or at least in terms, even as a predictor of uh, you know looking at what a pitcher would do the next year. Or what's actually going on if he removed the luck from his from his stats? How is it seeming to work out so far with Wobar for you? I mean, is there any way to to be able to 
because that's you know that's what the fan is going to want to know you know like how 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 well does this work so if I'm in a fantasy league for example and you say that uh, Andrew Jones and Andrew Jones actually might be an interesting example because he's oh, he's had these bizarrely deflated uh, batting averages on ball and play if you if you know if he's currently batting 222 and you know has uh, x number of home runs or whatever but uh, Will Barr is saying no he should actually be a 285 hitter right now you know to, to what degree does it seem like this that, that success is uh, stacking up right now against the pitching metrics. In the case well, of Andrew Jones, I think you're going to want to regress that to the number of double cheeseburgers <laughs> each offseason. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't gone around to doing a full sort of workup of, of comparing it to, uh, you know, I don't even know what kind of hit, other hitting statistics I would compare it to as far as, you know, the, the sort of luck-neutralized goal i guess maybe the best thing i could do is comparing it to to projections i don't know shown or marcel or all of her projections because uh, I'm, I'm not sure is are there any other well props attempts i guess out would, there? props would be the only thing I, right i guess props yeah but you won't have well, I don't know, I, even data. simply on a model standpoint i think it's well, it's better than props yeah, <laughs> yeah i think that maybe just sir i don't know i mean it depends on exactly what all you're going to predict because you're going to do more than just WOBA. I mean, I guess the THTs, uh, t- hardball times, uh, XBA, uh, <laughs> expected balls of play calculator. Uh, sorry, I'm, not, I'm laughing because I always try to say BABIP and I stutter. It's right. a cool calculator. Yeah. But, but never been a good way to figure out how to say that, is there? BABIP? Well, BABIP sound, makes me sound like a dork. Right. But I always yeah. I always stumble over things when I see B I B I P. I mean I can only fox and socks faster than I can say that. How about this uh, ball and play average? What do you think about that? It's not I too would bad. say yeah. no. How about equivalent balls in play? Oh my god! All right, listen. Listen. So so so. Uh, all right, brass tacks here, guys. Caruth, what is your? Uh, yeah, you said you need some free time to to do the workup on this. What's your sort of ETA for this sort of thing? Because I think it's the sort of stat that, and uh, you know, I, I I have no desire to deflect people away from fangraphs, but certainly as an inter- you know, as a as a reference, it sounds it sounds pretty interesting. What what is your sort of uh, goal, I guess, to produce this by when? Well, it's actually all coded up, and I have it kind of behind my testing firewall. So it's more about I'm trying to make a lot of sweeping changes to Stat Corner. So I'm kind of trying to all roll it out at once, or I was trying to all roll it out at once, and then now I'm getting kind of tired of that. So I may end up, it may be as soon as next week. It really kind of depends on when I uh, lose the will to to make all these other changes. But it's it's done. It's ready. It's just well, good. So it depends on your your personal weakness. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I, I thought he was going to say will to live, and I was, I was going to say that's, that's, a, that's a really dark turn to yeah. the Fangraphs that, podcast. That well, was actually uh, that was on the tip of my tongue, and then I realized, no way, that's not the right th- that's not the right phrase to use. <laughs> yeah, well, you will also remember in the most recent podcast, Dave Cameron. Oh no, you, you sorry, you, you probably haven't heard this yet, uh, but we were recording, and he talks about um, he says he says uh, Justin Upton's contract can't be as good as Evan Longoria's unless Evan Longoria dies in a fire, <laughs> which uh, seems like a terrible thing to say to me. But he's Dave Cameron. I'm I'm not going to say anything. And, and you know what? We probably shouldn't say too much either because I think that uh, we're getting close to a pod critical time uh, amount. But I, this has been really great, though. I actually – I was pretty excited about uh, the way this sort of worked out. And, uh, Klaassen, I, I want to thank you just in general. Also, thank you for coming up with a couple questions to ask that I couldn't have thought of. So thank you very much, sir. 
Hey, no problem. I just want to say that although Caruth uh, may have Caruth uh, may have this uh, woe bar, but uh, Dio <laughs> is this kind of stat that gives me joy. Okay, <laughs> we'll remember that for always. Thank you so much, and also uh, thank you very much, Matthew Caruth, for uh, your inaugural uh, appearance here on the podcast. I hope you do uh, decide that it's worth your time, and will join us again in the future. Sure. Just right. as long as we remember, free passes, people. Free passes. <laughs> free passes. We need to get on this. All right. Freaks. This has been another edition of Fangraphs Audio, a, ra- a rabble rousing edition. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, please do tune in again later. Yes, indeed, that marks another rousing edition of Fangraphs Audio. Fangraphs Audio comes at you two or three times a week during the off-season. Of course, I would also be remiss not to remind our listeners about the 2010 Second Opinion, that is the 2010 Fangraphs Second Opinion, uh, Fangraphs' first foray into the publishing ring that's available at Fangraphs.com for the incredibly reasonable price of $7.95. That is, once again, $7.95, available at Fangraphs.com. Thank you for listening to the podcast for today. Please join us again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.